The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey friends and welcome back. I'm in Nashville for the NRB. Lots of interviews today, so let's get right to it. What a real honor to have Charlene Tilton here. Charlene is best known to a lot of us who were around in the uh, 70s and I I guess into the 80s for the TV show called Dallas. She was Lucy Ewing, uh, and uh, your character was a feisty character in that TV show. Yes, I was very feisty and (laughs) naughty, (laughs) and she was so much fun to play. (laughs) I bet it was. Now, you have been obviously an actress for many, many years, that you were young back then. What, just, what, uh, 22 or something? I was 17 when I started the show. Oh, come on. Yeah. Really? 17 when I started Dallas. Oh, <laughs> my word. I, that's even younger than I thought you would have been. So you've got to give our listeners who were Dallas fans back in the day, and I'm not talking about the Dallas Cowboys now. I'm talking <laughs> about the TV show. Who watched that back in the day? What was that like? Because it had the whole country kind of up in a storm about J.R. and who shot him. Well, it not only had the whole country, it had the whole world. Uh, because it did. It did because, and I didn't realize this, I was speaking with Patrick Duffy not too long ago, and he told me something that I didn't really quite realize. But when Dallas came out in the United States, we went worldwide at the same time. So very often a show will start and then trickle out to different countries. We kind of went globally all at the same time. So we were the number one show in over 190 countries. Wow. And yeah. So it was quite the global phenomenon back yeah. then. And you'll never have anything quite like it because we've got streaming services and so many, you know, so many products and so many shows to choose from. But yeah, only then, what, three channels three and channels, maybe a four. PBS channel? Yeah. <laughs> Fox came up, but anyway. Yeah. That's right. Well, it is really great to kind of look back on that. And boy, you've seen a lot of changes in the industry since you started off, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, in addition to the channels, high def came in, uh, the whole the whole, uh, e- e- the whole, industry changed. Yes, absolutely. And well, now, of course, we're dealing with AI, which is so above my pay grade. I can't even wrap my head around it, but. <laughs> that's right. And that's going to, I think all of us are going to be wondering what that impact will yes. bring. Well, it's really great to know that you're going to be in a big movie. It's part of a successful uh, Christian film franchise called God's Not Dead. It, it's been around. So this, I'm not sure if it's the third or fourth one. This That's is the fifth. God's the fifth not, one. God's wow. Not Dead 5 and uh, is in God We Trust. So. Oh, I love it. And you've, you know, you've done this whole thing now of coming to faith in your own life. Let's fill in a little bit of the background before we talk more about the movie. Uh, tell me a little, little bit about your growing up, because I understand you were in the fostering program. I was in the foster care system from the age of five till right before I turned eight years old. My mother um, was severely mentally ill. She was a uh, paranoid schizophrenic, and uh, she was institutionalized, so I went into foster care. And um, then she 
got out of the institution and then she was institutionalized again when I was 15. So then I just got my own apartment while I was going to high school because I didn't want to go back into the foster care system. I know that had to be so difficult as it is on anyone who's had to go through that. Did you have any other help in your family? Resource help from uncles, aunts, that kind of thing? You know, God did put people from time to time in my life, yes, that absolutely that helped me along the way for sure. What was your break into faith with, with the Lord? What what happened there? Um, I, I knew from a, just God revealed himself to me when I was like five years old. After my mother was taken away from me one night, uh, she was taken away and put into insti- an institution and I was just kind of left there by myself. But I felt the presence of God at that that might sound weird, but I felt like the peace of God around me. And I didn't know what God was. I didn't know the Holy Spirit. I didn't know anything, but God was with me for sure. And um, uh, God's been with me ever since. And, you know, I can look back and just see where he's been in my life. When times when I wasn't following him or when I was trying to do things on my own, but he was still with me and he's faithful faithful yeah yeah Amen. he really is Amen. and i know you've gone through some really really difficult things in addition to what you've experienced in fostering and then with your mother having that you lost your fiance in a, in a terrible thing a very unexpected very right? unexpected he passed away unexpectedly yes um uh on december 23rd right before christmas so wow. that was yeah not this christmas this was uh, years ago yeah, a couple right. of years ago but um you know, God is good, though. He's, I'm blessed. And um, I, I, I won't say that I, <laughs> I, I, I won't say I have been, like the scripture says, counted all joy when you go through various trials. I don't know that I really do that. But well, I, that's our effort. <laughs> that, yeah, well, mm, I might still have to work on that one. But um, I, I, I do know that God is with me in my faith is there and um, God is there. So, What I, advice do you have for people that are going through that kind of loss or the kind of struggles that you did even uh, when you were younger in the fostering? What, what, uh, what encouragement would you bring up to someone that uh, helped you? Um, to go help somebody else. That's the, I, I just. Wow, that's good. Because you've got to get your eyes off yourself. And off your own circumstances oh, and um, find someone else that you can help. I don't, you know, seriously, I can go to the grocery store and the person that is checking my groceries out is going through something. Every You're going, everybody We're is all due, right? going through something. Yeah, you're right. And I literally just pray, Lord, let me see everybody I come in contact with today. Let me see them through your eyes. Let me see them the way you see them. Mm-hmm. And um, th- that's what I try to do. And and just surround yourself of, with people of faith. If you need help, don't be afraid to ask for it. Don't isolate. Get in, find a good church and get planted. Start serving and plant because it's, you, you know, I think the enemy wants to isolate us and keep us um, feeling like we're the only ones going through it, but we're not. And mm-hmm. You're right. There's power in prayer. I think that's great advice. Serve somebody. Take Mm -hmm. the focus off of what's going on in your heart. 
Yeah. That's great, Charlene. Tell us about the movie. So what was it like? <laughs> God's Not Dead 5. Well, when I was first given the script and asked to do it, I was so excited because I love the God's Not Dead 1, 2, 3, and 4. So I read 5, and it was phenomenal. Um, I love the script, and it actually is very timely because it is Reverend Dave, who you know through God's Not Dead 1, 2, 3, and 4, is now running for office. And um, so it's an election year. And I play a political strategist from Washington, D.C. And I don't care about his faith. I just care about winning elections. And I just want to get the numbers. And I want to win an election at all costs. And um, so that's my character. And that was a lot of fun to play. And I've been politically minded since I was a kid. I mean, literally, I was... I I have just been very on top of politics Mm -hmm. since I was a child. And um, I do not discuss my own personal politics at all publicly. I just don't. Um, My friends know where I stand, and um, that's that. But God's Not Dead 5, it is oddly enough going to be released in theaters in September, and Right voila, we have a election. big, yeah, yeah. we have a big election in November. So there you go. You know, the, we are both old enough to remember a time where a lot of the talk shows were kinder and gentler to both sides of the aisle, if you will. And they really didn't, just like you said, you, they didn't get into politics that much. We live in a much more divided country right now, don't we? Where there are just a lot of opinions out there in the world about this or that. That's right. There's a lot of opinions, and I don't think anyone needs to hear mine, which is just one more. No one needs to hear it. <laughs> There's enough floating around out there. So, And you can go on your Facebook, your Instagram, your X, whatever, and find out all kinds of opinions. So I just, you don't need another one. You don't need Charlene Tilton's. What uh, is your favorite movie uh, memory from this filming of God's Not Dead? What was the scene, or it, without giving spoiler alerts? What I, I just loved the whole arc of my character just being kind of cutthroat, being um, coming from D.C., just being in politics, just a part of the political mach- machine. And I love that character. It was just so much fun to play. And then here comes Reverend Dave, who's like this nice guy, and he's got faith, and he's convinced to run for office. And... Um, I have to deal with that. So, now that sounds great. It's I've talked to actors and actresses before, and they all really love this thing of stepping into a character that might be a bit of a different side of personality than what they are in real life. So that's got to be a that's got to be a fun thing for you. It, this really wasn't so different. My my daughter said, "Oh, mom, this is you. This is perfect." <laughs> However, right after God's Not Dead Five, I literally had one day break and I started a new movie. And it was a Christmas thriller called um, Final Recovery. And I play a woman who runs a drug rehabilitation center. And it's a thriller, so it's got a, a darkness to it. Now, that was very different from <laughs> anything I've ever done or very different from myself. So, But as an actor, you're supposed to be able to um, mm-hmm. to do different characters. And I think art holds up a mirror to society and it's a reflection and it shows, you know, we're supposed to mirror the the truth. And what I loved about God's not dead is these characters, um, 
have flaws, they're foibles, but they were real. And mm-hmm. some of them had faith and some didn't. Um, I did another movie right before God, uh, about a year ago for Pure Flix called um, Heaven Sent. And that is one of my all-time favorite movies that I've ever done because it's about um, a pastor who is widowed and in his grief then he, he meets someone and they get married and he's counseling um, a married couple on his praise and worship team that are having marital problems and possibly heading for divorce. Well, I loved that script too because um, yes, they're Christians and they're people of faith, but they're real people. They're real people. Guess what? Yeah. And so I don't, I don't want to make them caricatures. Just as, just because you're Christian doesn't mean everything is coming up roses in your caricature. You, you're people. And the, the whole thing is God meets us where we are. And I knew Tammy Faye Baker very well. And I had done a one-woman show. She'd given me the rights to do her story. I did a one-woman show called Tammy Faye Tweets. And, like, I would go and have dinner with her. And a waiter would come to the table and start talking to us. And all of a sudden, they'd be crying and talk to Tammy would be loving on them. Or someone would come up to Tammy Faye and say, my father won't talk to me anymore. My parents have disowned me because I told them I was gay. And she said, well, I'm sorry your earthly father won't talk to you. She said, but I'm telling you something. You have a father in heaven that loves you unconditionally, that loves you, and he wants you to come to him. And I, and people, I saw her literally with just very few words, <laughs> just give, just really exude the love of Jesus. And I saw her just, you know, touch people. And I asked her, I said, I've been around Pastor Jack Hayford. I've had an audience with the Pope. I was with Billy Graham. I've been with some of the best theologians. I've never been with anybody that just exudes, like, the love of God is just, like, coming out of you, pouring out of every pore. I said, how is that? She goes, oh, I was the most hated person on the planet. I was the biggest punchline to any joke. And she said, so I said, Lord, take me. Take Hmm. me out of here or just fill me. Use me as a vessel for your love. And that's what he did. And that's what he did. And that's what I think as believers, that's what we're supposed to do. Just that's love. a great perspective. Just love. Yeah. I, you know, that's a side of her. You're right. I mean, I think a lot of people only have that one image of her. And we know that people are, are much wider and deeper than what the single lens of a, a camera or a newspaper article bring about people. But uh, I'm praying that we in this country can return to some measures of what uh, has always been, uh, I think, uh, an earmark of America, where we are people that really want to do what's right, and we want to be kinder than, uh, than what's happening right now. So I thank you for your, your part that you're playing in that. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, we're supposed to guard our hearts and guard our mouth and I, I, I do pray every day, Lord, put a guard over my mouth, put a guard over my mouth, mm-hmm. because if, if, if I just leave, if I'm just to speak out of my own devices and what comes, enters my thought process will come right out of my mouth, won't necessarily be that of, That's right. of the Holy Spirit. That's right. So 
we got to watch our words, as the old saying, and watch our hearts. Charlene Tilton, this movie is really going to be exciting. It's God's Not Dead, and it is the fifth in the, boy, I kind of lost track there. (laughs) That's really great. The fifth of this franchise, and uh, Charlene Tilton is uh, uh, playing the role, uh, a role in that that uh, she found to be very interesting, and it's going to be compelling to watch. Thank you. Yes, the role of Myra, and I believe it comes out in theaters in September. What are you most excited about at the NRB this year? It's just been wonderful to meet everyone and to see... um, all the different uh, products that are being done. And, you know, the thing that that I say, though, is it doesn't matter what your message is with faith-based. Yes, your message is important, but I'll tell you what's equally as important. God calls us to excellence. So you better be really good <laughs> at what you... No, seriously. Yeah, I mean, right. your writing has to be good. You're producing, you're directing, you're acting. You, your production values... It's got to be good because guess what? You're competing against a lot of shows. And if, if your message is, if your message is great, but your production values are no good, no one's going to see it. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I think that uh, he deserves our very best as well. Absolutely. That's wonderful. Charlene, I know you're short on time. It's great to have you on my program. Uh, Thank you for having me. Have a wonderful week this week. And thank you for all of the work you're doing on God's Not Dead. Well, thank you. God bless you. Thank you. If you're a Christian business person and you want to meet people who want to do business with you, you need to join the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. Why? Because the mission of the Christian Chamber is to build kingdom, business, and community. And it all starts with the Christian principle of building relationships. To learn more about the Christian Chamber and all the different ways you can get engaged with hundreds of other Central Florida Christian business people, visit cfchristianchamber.com or call 407-258-3578. What an honor to have a guy that I first interviewed back in Dallas about three and a half, four years ago. And it's Russ Jones. Russ, welcome back. Good to see you. Yes, it's good to see you. Time flies when we're having fun. (laughs) No, these NRBs, they just kind of click and there you go. I know when we talked way back then, you had a real heart for an app that is, it, it, it just helps people abide. Right. It helps people with, who might be d- dealing with sleep issues. That's right. And uh, I, I found that to be so interesting back then because I think a lot of people, more people than what we all realize, really don't have rest in this day and age. And this is an anxious time that it we're is, living in. Absolutely. And I think our accessibility has never been greater. We are accessible because of our devices. And you ever get a text or something and you're just, you've had a long day and, you know, I just don't have the energy to answer that. Yeah. You're going to answer it. It's not like. It happened today. It's it's, it's not being rude. It's just, I need a moment to think. Right. But yet people have expectations, especially younger generations, that if you don't respond instantly, that somehow you don't care or you're you're being rude, which is totally not, not true. It's just setting some guidelines, which. The irony with Abide, you know, Abide was started uh, by two Christian guys in Silicon Valley about seven, eight years ago who wanted to take all the knowledge they had from working at Google Mm -hmm. and then using that knowledge and bringing it into the Christian market space. And fast forward all these years later, 
thousands of people download the app every month who are looking for help to get away from the craziness in their lives. And that's the irony that we are redeeming, restoring the very technology that may be providing some of the stress in the first place. That's exactly right. And again, this idea of it's kind of sad in one way that we have to work hard to learn to rest. Yes. I mean, isn't that funny? It's a, there's a little bit of irony in there mm-hmm. that we have to be so purposeful in order to shut our minds down at night. But, you know, if thank God, at least we do have some help. Explain what the Abide app does and right. how it's it's implemented in the life of someone who uses it. Would be happy to do that. And at Abide, which comes from Scripture, Abide in Christ, we help give people the space to contemplate. There are some religious traditions that have claimed the um, nomenclature of meditation or mindfulness and those sorts of terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look in Scripture, David talks about meditating early in Scripture, in the Psalms and whatnot, to meditate upon the Lord. So meditation, in many ways, we're just trying to take back some of those those things that that rightfully belong in the Christian context of Scripture. So, first of all, let's get that straight. Meditation is not just... It's a, not just transcendental meditation. Right, or Eastern mysticism. Right. It can be. But from our perspective, we help people meditate and be still and be quiet, but using prayer, using Scripture, we guide people through guided meditation, biblical guided meditation. During the day, we, mm-hmm. we hope people will start their day whether it be two, five, 10, 15 minutes, we have these limits that you can choose. Maybe you're a busy parent and you're trying to get the kids out the door and you got two minutes. Hey, right? I'll take that two minutes right now. <laughs> Maybe later in the day, you've got more time where you could spend uh, hearing um, scripture and meditating upon the Lord. And do you think it, people who are believers, if I could interrupt, sure. do you think people who are, in, uh, they've done the same thing that we've done with the rainbow? Yep. We've just kind of kind of given that over. Right. And I wonder if the reason people don't uh, really work at meditating on the Lord any more than they do is because they've got it in the idea that that is somehow tied up with this other Eastern type of meditation. I think there's a lot of truth to that. And we spend a lot of time educating people wait a minute, this is ours. This this is our opportunity. Right. And, and our sages of the past and biblical heroes, even Jesus, what did he do? He went off to pray and be by himself a lot of times. A lot. Yeah. So yeah. He's, he's a great example for us. So we help people um, meditate upon the Lord. We help even breathing. We give people in radio, as you know, dead air is deadly, right? You you go <laughs> yes, five or 10 is. seconds and it's like, what happened? Did something break? <laughs> but on our app, which it took me a long time to, you can appreciate this, yeah. to get used to this. It's like, we'll have silence for like 20 or 30 seconds. And then you're asking, does this thing work? Yeah. It's, <laughs> this is, but our users have come to know that. Okay. We're going to set this up. We're going to take you on a story, a biblical story. We're going to present to you a problem, maybe stress, worry, fear, anxiety, finances that you're dealing with. And then we're going to ask a question. And then Mm -hmm. guess what? We're going to give you time to think about it. Yeah. 
and, and that unashamedly, means, uh, unashamedly, unapologetically, with, with, with complete silence, Mike. Yeah. So that's the daily meditation. And then what's really exciting is that we help about 200, 250,000 people every night who have insomnia and sleep disorder um, sleep using delightfully crafted bedtime stories. So. Now, is music involved in this we, as well? So, there is some music. You can pick your own music in the background, whether it be a hymn. Maybe you like cricket sounds. Maybe you like water sounds. Uh, we've done a lot of psychological testing and what motivates people and help people calm down. And so we give people 20 or 25 different choices. So it's something like this, Mike. All right. Welcome to this Abide Bedtime Story. Wow. It's so unnatural. You're good. It's really unnatural, though, for broadcaster. I'm dozing off it's, right it's now. It's really, it's like, hey, welcome to Abide. We're so glad you're here right now. Yeah. No, it's no. like, close your eyes. Allow the bed to hold the weight of your body. And breathe. Hmm. <laughs> and we take people through this whole yeah. journey that's about 30 minutes long. Some people need longer so they can ca- they can ask yeah. it to repeat. And we do not bring up any issues in those stories that could be stress-inducing. And that's relationships, money, government, politics. We don't bring up any of those things that people might be staying awake worrying about in the first place. You know, this is a reason that I've heard for years a lot of people will go to drink alcohol because they need to to get that noise out of their mind they'll say right and they they're really looking for the very thing that you're talking about that's right because they're just anxious they're stressed and they don't know how to to cope with that that's right and they're choosing a plan that is not a good one and what we have found it's 97 percent of the population now has a smartphone of some kind android iphone whatever it may be and, and so we put together a plan to meet people where they're at in those stress moments. And what we've learned is people don't download Abide because they've got their act all together. They download the app because something's going on that they need help with. Mm-hmm. And so we have male voices, female voices, younger voices, older voices. Uh, you can gravitate to what connects with you. And um, it's just been an amazing uh, opportunity and about two years ago abide got bought by guidepost which was started by dr norman vincent peel 75 years ago so guide or abide is now part of the guidepost oh that's really great family of products yeah that's good to know so. you know i i think that this idea i'm sure that there's a little bit of uh, maybe kind of getting used to it Yes. That people have to do, I'm sure. And uh, and there may even be some that would push back on it because it is so foreign to our culture it right is. now. It's very foreign. And, and so I'm wondering if there are there some people that just, they, they go, nah, I got to have the noise. Right. We, we get that from time to time. But um, we have way north of 100,000 people. That, that are on the app and millions that have the, we have a free version and a paid version. That's yeah. how we survive and exist. And, uh, but millions have downloaded the app over seven plus years. And one of the things that we consistently see is that people are finding help through this form of prayer. 
and rest. One lady sent us a note. It's been a couple of years ago. I used to take NyQuil to mm. sleep at night. And now I no longer have to take NyQuil yeah. because I use Abide. And that was, you know, we've had some very severe stories of, I had a razor blade at my wrist and somebody came and kind of rescued me and prayed with me. And then they got me onto the Abide app and it helped me calm uh, calm down. And, and what we see is that there's just so much noise. You said it right. There's so much noise that we can't even get away yeah. from it. Yeah. And I, I get so excited when I get that little notification on my phone that says, your screen time was down 9% this week. And I'm like, yes, that's yeah. a victory. It's a victory. It's a badge of honor. My message <laughs> with that normally delivers, ironically, on a Sunday morning. Yes. While I'm at church. Yes. That's when that will pop up. Yeah, yeah. And it, it is really interesting. Now, you said something that has intrigued me, and I want to circle back to that. You said if a person has two minutes... So explain how in two minutes someone can avail themselves of yep. the Abide app yep. and it makes a difference. Well, that's a really short period of time, but we have found that people like having the option, right? So they can go in and choose two, five, 10, and 15 minute lengths for the daily meditation. And two minutes may be just long enough to collect oneself to feel like they at least started in prayer instead of an afterthought. Yeah. And then we also also find our analytics say that people come back. It's kind of like, okay, I got three kids that are screaming. I got to get them to the bus stop and I got to make that PBJ. I got to, you know, I got to pack their gym bag and all this stuff. But Lord Jesus, I just love you so much. You know, they take two minutes, two and a half minutes and, and they abide and at least get, um, almost try to set the line or the median for their day, at least in a good place. I think that is so, so beautiful. And what a wonderful way. I think of the quote that Charles Spurgeon said that every morning before he looked at any other thing, he wanted to look into the face of God yes. in his word. And when we don't do that, it is crazy how the day can get away when we uh, aren't seeking first. The Lord and yes. his goodness and in your words, his meditating upon his righteousness yes. and learning from his word, it the, the day can just be shot. And we're, again, full of the noise of the world. Yes. And we, we just see the feedback come to us over and over and over again every day. It's just such a joy to uh, uh, to hear things like this. I look forward to my abide meditation daily. I love abide because it is the pure word of God and it provides peace and encouragement. I look forward to the abide meditation every morning. And that's from Mrs. Manns. Not sure where she's from, but that just came across my phone. I don't right. know, 10 minutes before I came on here. And uh, it, it makes getting up every day such yeah. a joy to do that. And it's, I've been in ministry 35 plus years and it's the largest congregation I could ever imagine serving. It's a, it's a great pulpit. It, it is a very good pulpit. But the, what's different is that we, we don't preach. We don't get preachy. There's a line there. Mm -hmm. We don't thump. We leave that to pastors, right? We let the pastors do that part of it. Um, we don't get into politics. A lot of people that come to us are stressed out because of 
world governments and politics or uh, whatever's going on in the world. So we don't want to agitate that. And the truth is, Mike, there's all kinds of places to get that, but very few places to get what we're doing. I get it. I think <laughs> so, it's marvelous. So. And, you know, I just love that idea that people can take advantage of it, even if they don't have a half an hour or an hour. A couple of minutes can really set the tone and kind of uh, aim. You know, I heard years ago a poem. I've loved it for years. It says, it's not the wind or the gale, but it's the set of the sail that is going to determine the direction that you go. Yes, absolutely. And, and I think that is helping set the sail in our day, in our life, where we are willing to take a moment, breathe deeply, meditate yes. upon the goodness of God, and see what he does in our life. And you'd be amazed at how important breathing is. I've I learned a lot. Uh, I'm working on a Ph.D., uh, at Liberty University on the effects of digital technology on oh, human wow. behavior. And uh, people even try to equate breathing with Eastern uh, thought or Eastern meditation. And I mean, breathing's right up there with pretty being pretty important. How often do we t tell each other, okay, calm down, take a, what do we do? Take what, a deep breath. Take a deep breath. That's right. And it does matter. It yeah. makes a huge difference. And so we even have breathing exercises. Breathe in. And hold. Yeah. And five, four, three. It's it's it sounds weird, but people really gravitate to this because we're doing it in a Christian biblical context and we're surrounding it. That we find that's really important to yeah. Christians. They want to make sure you guys Christian and, yeah. and as soon as they hear us start talking about Jesus and quoting scripture and they, they get the full context of who we are. Their fears are kind of uh, that's incredible uh, alleviated, and and they trust. We we find we have to work real hard to gain trust, and and we work real hard to keep that trust. Right to be biblically sound, doctrinally sound. Our writers know scripture. Our writers are in Bible studies. They go to church. Our narrators um, are all very strong believers, and we find we hear over and over and over again how much that matters to our users. That's wonderful. Now, Russ, how can people, you mentioned already that they can avail themselves of a free version as well as there are yes. more premium yes. versions. What's the website to learn more about Well, it? it's abide.com and um, it's on Android or your iOS iPhone. And for your users, Mike, I would like to say, if you go to abide.com forward slash radio, you'll get a 25% discount. Wow. Uh, it's normally $40 a year for the subscription, and it's a, it's a really great deal. The audio is, I can just humbly say, is very high, top-tier quality oh, that's voices. Great. And, and, uh, that's awesome. So you'll get 25% off, and you can learn all about it. So the app is free to download, but the premium content is is, And uh, that's a buy.com slash radio, forward slash radio. That's right. All right. There you go. And friends, this is, uh, again, a real joy to get to talk to Russ Jones. I work with his wife, Jackie, a lot, and she brings us such wonderful people that have been guests on my show. It's it's a real treat to see you well, again, my friend. I married up, I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful person, without a doubt, and I really enjoy getting to know you. Oh, thank you so much. I've and, heard great things about you and your show as well. Well, thank you, and I wish you the very best thank at you. the NRB this year. Uh, you too. Thank and, you. Uh, man... 
go out there with the word and I pray that more and more people will take that deep breath and abide in the Lord. Amen. Thank you so much. All right. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. The Shepherd Radio Network is thrilled to work with The Ramsey Show to bring our listeners an opportunity to win Ramsey SmartTax e-filing software and a copy of Dave's The Momentum Theorem. Our very own Mike Gilland will be hosting a meet and greet and prize collection on Wednesday, March 6th at Drivers Mart Winter Park from 2 to 6 p.m. Some of you may even join Mike on the air. To enter, go to theshepherdradio.com, click on Enter to Win, and fill out the form for your chance to win. We'll see you Wednesday, March 6th at Drivers Mart Winter Park from 2 to 6 p.m. Got a return visit here with a guy that was on my radio show just about a week and a half ago. Clayton Butcher is president of Cross Current. And he is the voiceover guy that has done audiobooks. We talked about that. Now we get to have a face-to-face. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Now, tell me what uh, your expectations are with your company. I know that you're a hosting platform as well, among other things, uh, for programs even like mine, which I understood you put my show on your cross-current system. Yep, yep. the show is on cross-current. Um, so it's not... Uh, Depends on what you mean by hosting platform. Mm-hmm. So audiobooks, ebooks, and podcasts. Right. So yeah. we sell uh, sell audiobooks and ebooks with uh, subscription base, but also a la carte um, Christian content or, or uh, at least content that does not go against biblical values. Yeah. So and, and I I think that was something that you brought out. You know, we're living in a day that is more divided. I'm I'm just looking at it right now. This is the most divided our country's ever been in my entire life. And I can speak to that from just my perspective, but boy, it is really great to have a company like yours that really has set its bar higher than just what most companies are out there. And you're wanting to bring good content and really in a God honoring way to, to really make business happen uh, to that blesses God. I mean, that's such a great thing. Thank you. Yep, I appreciate that. And uh, I may have mentioned last week, I'm not sure, but uh, but it was definitely not my idea to do this. It was uh, yeah. God saying, okay, now build this after uh, one of our uh, audiobooks had been censored by Amazon. Yeah, that's got to be a disappointing thing. And I know, so, you know, to have that, I've never written a book. I've, I write uh, for a newspaper that we have as a sister company but uh, I've thought about that but I can't imagine the pain that is to have something out there and they just kind of cut your knees out right from under you yeah and Ryan T Anderson was the author of that book Uh, the book was called when is called when Harry became Sally Uh, so I wasn't the author but we were the audiobook publisher with Black Hills audiobooks which is one of our uh, my wife and I's companies and but yes you are absolutely correct it was uh, it was uh, shocking, uh, and then um, we proceeded to um, get uh, uh, hear about threats against us because we had published that book and a number of different things, and that, so it was a it, it was a it was a rough few months, especially you know uh, initially. And we're hearing all of what's going on with the former president with this uh, unprecedented big judgment against him and even affecting the control of his company for a couple of years. And then you hear stories like yours, where basically your company is being affected by their judgment of 
canceling uh, a little bit of culture out. And it, it has a bottom line dollar and cents effect, impact on you. Mm-hmm. Yep, it definitely does. Um, now, in the, in the short term, we sold a lot more because, obviously, it was not reported in uh, mainstream media. Uh, but uh, in conservative and independent media, there there was uh, some uh, it, people heard about it uh, and wanted to support it, and so that was uh, that was a nice short term bump. But uh, but the the real issue is um, the effect that it can have on the publishing industry because Amazon sells uh, what many people don't may not know. Uh, at least two thirds, up to uh, up to over eighty percent, uh, are numbers that we've seen of all book sales in the U.S. go through Amazon. That's really unprecedented, and especially when you think about the fact that twenty years ago, not not so much. Yeah. You know, thirty years ago, not even there. Yeah, that's really incredible that they've captured an entire industry. Yep, and when the giant in the industry like that. Does not pub it will not sell something. It follows that uh, it, it's not going to get published. Uh, you know, th- uh, titles that are on the similar topics uh, that are very controversial like that. Uh, publishers uh, will shy away from that because if they're going to lose off the top two thirds to eighty percent of their sales, it's not worth it for them to to even entertain that and the same thing goes to then it goes to the the agents uh and also to the to authors themselves uh so it uh it not only is um it affected us obviously but um but really the entire industry uh, is affected at that point do you see any uh, i hate to use the word hope because i believe as believers we always have hope and we know that if it's about the Lord, we have hope. Do you see any evidences in the, uh, let's just say, in the making in our country where there could be a, a, a stepping back from some of this visceral type of approach to canceling people? I hope so. Um, as far as pointing to something specifically, um, I know there is a, uh, a very much growing um, on um, uh, parallel economy, that's the words mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Uh, and so in that sense, that is really encouraging um, because I think we have to have, um, as Christians, as conservatives, um, so many, uh, as you mentioned, in culture, but also in business, so many different companies and industries are against the values that we have held dear uh, that that are laid out in the word, and so we um, we have to have uh, this alternative or uh, parallel economy uh, because because of what could happen. Uh, and so it's in that sense, seeing the parallel economy take shape uh, is encouraging. Uh, and now, so by parallel economy, because I think that's the first time I've heard this term. Oh, really? In that, so it. That this would be the economy that is impacted by, let's say, in this case, believers who are uh, maybe even finding alternatives for avenues, much like what happened when uh, Twitter became X. And, you know, you have somebody come in and they'll just throw the old out and start something new. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Essentially, yes. Um, unfortunately, um, 
a lot of the money seems to be on the other side of the aisle. Yeah, and that so, always is the case. And and the large corporations that ha- that are essentially uh, very close to, if not monopolies, uh, yeah. are all on the other side. So with Twitter, you saw uh, somebody really pretty much down the center, in, in uh, from what I understand, with Elon Musk, uh, come in and purchase something that was a bastion of the other side, uh, and take it more centric and. It, it, they lose their minds, uh, and now it's yeah. all about. Uh, so supposedly, uh, we're being fed information about uh, it all being hate, and there's nothing but hate on the platform, and all those types of things. Uh, so um, nobody's going to come in and buy out Amazon uh, or you know those uh, those types of things. So what what people are doing, uh, conservatives and Christians are doing, is creating parallel. Uh, alternative uh, avenues, alternative options for Christians and conservatives that will not censor them because of the fear of the the coming censorship and and deplatforming. It might be a term that you've heard. Yeah. So oh, definitely. Like parallel, I, yeah. or, uh, like a, a public square, is a really big one, uh, and uh, actually went public uh, earlier uh, last year. Um, and those types of things. So it's it's more building something that is, uh, a, as opposed to purchasing uh, and mm-hmm. changing the direction of those those companies. Uh, and so there's, I think it's there's so many different levels of uh, that is is just pervasive in our culture, and we don't realize it. Uh, and that we go to and spend money on every day. And we just don't realize that that money is going to support things that we are that we have to are called by God to stand up against. You know, th- this is the very argument that Art Alley at the Timothy Plan he took about thirty years ago or so into investing, and did not want to be a part of the traditional investing where people are putting monies into things that would be supporting abortion, supporting pornography or sex trafficking or whatever. And they were they told him he was crazy to start a company that is only going to be investing in things free from all of that. But his company has done very well. Hmm. And God's blessed it, obviously. And if you have God on your side, it doesn't really matter about what else is happening, right? I mean, that's, that's going to be enough to see you through. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And for a long time, it was... <laughs> It seemed only God was on our side. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Uh, as a, um, a small business owner and, and in an industry that is, is very um, uh, very left-leaning, uh, and not just leaning, but you know, at the, uh, on the, the far end of the spectrum uh, in the acting world. And so it's it, it, uh, um, pushing in uh, and leaning in and relying on on God and, and on uh, on Christ is and the word is what obviously has got us through gotten us through so for 2024 what direction do you see cross current going so uh, we just crossed over 5,000 titles uh, so 5,000 books and close to a thousand podcasts now Wow uh, so we're excited about that um, we are looking to we're still technically in beta which means uh, we we're working on it <laughs> we know that that it's not uh, everything that you want it to be yet but we are doing our best to get it there uh, and it is fully functional now 
Uh, so um, you're not going to be missing out on anything by uh, by subscribing, by uh, uh, purchasing books a la carte. You can you don't have to have a subscription, and the podcasts are always free. Uh, so we expect to expand that a lot. Uh, we're really uh, looking in the, the homeschool space uh, in mm. um, uh, wanting to, uh, to provide a lot of uh, resources in that, uh, w- whether it's books or podcasts. Uh, so we're excited about that. Uh, we've got uh, most of the major Christian publishers we have contracts with, and so it's just a matter of getting all of it on the platform. Uh, but there is definitely a lot more coming in this year. Well, that's a very exciting thing. You know, homeschoolers, that's a big, big industry that has grown uh, kind of accidentally even because of the uh, pandemic that came out. So many people became homeschoolers uh, out of just necessity, and then they find that, you know, this is pretty good, and they stayed with it. Yeah. And a lot of people, I think, at the same time, because of all the stuff that's going on in the world, this is what I'm praying happens with companies like you, where they just catch on to the fact that this isn't working. Things like CRT and other other forces that are play and this whole uh, being politically correct all the time, it's forcing a, a pathway for people to think, let's look for another alternative, and then boom, you're in place for that. That's really awesome. Yep. Yeah, and it's been a long road to get here. Yeah. <laughs> it was three years ago this week that Amazon censored that book. And so um, very glad to be up and running again, uh, family-run company. It's, it's, it's my wife and I that have bootstrapped this entire thing mm-hmm. uh, and just relying on God's provision. And you mentioned that last time that you and your wife had bootstrapped. That was your mm-hmm. term. Yeah. And you're looking for investors that would uh, come up and maybe help carry some of the burden for you that would be great uh, there are some development pieces that we need to uh, to build uh, in order to really uh, fully flesh out the the features and different things uh, and allow uh, a lot more publishers to come on board those types of things so yes uh, but we also want to make sure that uh, that um, uh, anybody that would have a uh, an ownership interest one would sign off on the the very robust uh, biblical belief statement, uh, and then also would not uh, cave to the woke mob. Uh, That's right. Which is a which is a huge, uh, huge concern. And so we are we would be open to investment absolutely, uh, with the right. Uh, we believe God will lead us to that person at the right time. That's right. Um, which is really easy to say. Uh, and hard to believe <laughs> when it, you know, hard the, to put it into uh, practice, right? Uh, yeah. Just like anything that uh, that requires faith that God calls us to, uh, whether it's uh, something that's you know crazy like what we're trying to do, uh, or just uh, uh, standing up for um, uh, for biblical values in your workplace. Uh, well, so it's very exciting, my man. It's Cross Current, GoCrossCurrent dot com. Yep, that's, that's your easiest. website. That's the easy place to go. That's G O Cross Current, all one word there. dot com. Go Cross Current. dot com, and it's great to have Clayton Butcher back with us. We wish you the best. Have a great time this week. Thanks so much, Mike. I appreciate it. You as well. That about does it for me today from Nashville at the NRB. I'll be back next time right here on Afternoons with Mike. <music>